0: Hail and well met, listeners. I'm your Dungeon Master, Nick, broadcasting live from the Underdark. We've brought several brave souls down here under completely normal circumstances to compete for the right to see the sun again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Get that mic out of my face. I'm fighting a mushroom right now.
0: I'm Declan fucking Quinn. To be honest, we don't know how many are going to make it. So tune right in every other week for Mirth, Sin and Fire Season 1, Against the Underdark.
2: In our last episode, Eric and Declan were faced with eliminating a team of drow that were on the trail of Brittany, even as Brittany was being led away by the Darrow terrorist known as Droki. Declan triumphantly eliminated the last of the drow with an assist from Eric. Droki, in the meantime. Had run on boots of speed and brought Brittany into the Darrow Ghetto of Gracklestog. There, in his hovel, Brittany entertained him with fanciful tales and plied the tentacle headed Darrow for information. Aside from discovering the existence of a mysterious group of psionicists known as the Savants, Droki was unforthcoming. Hoping to get the drop on Droki, Declan hatches a plan to set the Darrow Ghetto on fire distracting the inhabitants and giving them cover to abduct or eliminate Droki. Eric approved of this plan immediately, and Declan set the blaze with his magical sword, Dawnbringer. As the commotion ensues, Brittany manages to poison the unsuspecting Droki, reducing him to unconsciousness.
0: Brittany, as soon as the shout for fire comes out, Droki's like, fire, fire, I know somewhere safe we can go. We need to run now, come with me.
1: Okay, I will grab my water skin, which I will quickly lick the opening of it. and be like, here, drink this. It'll make you even faster.
0: Oof. So Droki takes the water skin and says, thank you, takes a big swig, wipes his mouth, and immediately falls over unconscious. Excellent. Just <clears throat> face I first. Will- and-
1: I will take off his shoes.
0: They are boots of speed.
1: I will put them in my bag. I will then put him in my bag with his head sticking. I will go, go outside.
0: You step outside to a scene that has devolved into pandemonium and violence. Every one of the Darrow has turned against each other. Some, only a few, are trying to put out this blaze which has nearly spread to the next building. The others have all decided to blame each other and are attempting to murder each other with whatever implements are ready at hand. Be they shovels, picks, sticks little knives whatever as soon as you step out one such guy will lunge at you with his little prison shiv you sidestep him neatly so he flies into the house behind you and hits his head against something
1: (laughs) rude that's what you get for trying to attack someone this fabulous i'll try to retrace my steps back do i see any of my friends
0: yes eric and Eldith are and jimjar are approaching from the other end of the village a standing between you guys is a group of fighting Darrow, a couple of whom have seemed to notice you guys, but don't really care as they're busy murdering each other. Reaching each other is an easy, is an easy job. I'm not even going to make you guys check for it. You guys get around them. Declan also makes it back to you at about this time, so all of you are together, finally, after this whole thing. Eric, you first see Brittany sashaying towards you from the midst of the chaos. Blood spurting in front of her in fountains. Explosions going off and saying she's just tossing her tentacled hat and hair (laughs) as she saunters towards you with a strange man's head poking out of her bag.
1: Ta-da!
3: That's our mark? Yep. Nicely done.
1: I'm nothing if not efficient and perfect.
3: Yeah, I I wasn't going to say it, thank you. Well then, why don't we get out of here? These folks seem to have, uh, have some problems. Declan, nicely taken care of. I am a professional after all.
1: Declan, did you start that fire?
4: Well, it's possible.
1: Death when started the fire, it was always burning since the world's been turning. Let's go. <laughs>
3: okay. I'll give him an inspiration. You
4: did, did exactly what I was hoping for.
1: <laughs> you oh. get a, an inspiration for your next thing.
3: Oh, I need it.
1: I you know. I just wasn't there. <laughs>
3: Okay, let's, let's see how quickly we can trace our steps back. Mm-hmm. Or... Pretty, uh,
0: pretty quickly, as it turns out, with blood and going on behind you, spurs you on. But you find yourselves in the Dark Lake District once again. I don't think I told you this before, but she, Ernie Blackskull did give you a location to go to if you had information captured, whether you had captured or
3: killed. We, we should head to that location as quickly as we can.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I agree. So go there.
1: <sighs>
0: Okay, so the place that she mentioned is the Overlake Hole. It's a, basically a fortress carved into a massive stalagmite at the Dark Lake. You're greeted by a single Dwergar guard who notices the Darrow at your hip and escorts you to Erde Black Skull. You have an audience in kind of narrow stone chamber. When you pull Drogi out, she says, "Well, thank you for bringing this Darrow."
1: welcome. Here you go. I'll just kind of like, with minimal amount of touching his stuff just flop him over to her.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Now tell me, what do you need
3: then in return from us? Escort to as close to the surface as you can get us. And also money would be nice.
1: And free passage back and forth through the city in the future.
0: That is too much you will never be allowed in any of the in, inner parts of the city ever again, if I can help it.
1: Well, no, I like can only be allowed in- Like, like, through, as in, like, we can get to the surface, to the Underdark, back up and stuff, you know.
0: You're always welcome to come by the legal route, especially if you have business in Grackle's too. Uh- now, concerning your passage, it won't be easy, you see. Uh, most of my guards right now are dealing with whatever errands this little man has been running. I think I need one more favor of you before I can afford to spare any
3: escorts. Is, is, is this how we're going to deal? That you're going to uh, give us a price, we're going to meet it, and then the price is going to go up once we've met it? Because that's a terrible way to deal with a sorcerer. Hmm.
0: You're useful. I'll admit that. But you are an outsider, we of the DwarGar are united front. Can't fight all of us, sorcerer. You kill me. Three more of these DwarGar will rise up and take my.
3: That's kind of how I operate. Yes.
0: The favor is not mine. I do not ask for this favor. This favor is asked for by another group who uh, who developed an interest in you after my guards spread word of your incredible incineration of our troops. There's a group, the Keepers of the Flame. Are you aware of how weed wear our forges running day and night?
3: No, not really. You folks tend to keep to yourselves pretty, my. The Wormsmith,
0: a red dragon by the name of Thembercho, keeps the forges lit. Fortunately, there seems to be a problem. The Keepers of the Flame care not to discuss with me. They wish to discuss it with you.
3: So, we had a deal. We met our side of it, and now you are going to insist I deal with someone else's problem before you meet your end of the deal. Am I hearing this correctly? You killed
0: a dozen of my troops outside the walls. Granted, one of them was as corrupt as any of them, but you killed a dozen of them, and I dealt lightly with you enough to give you safe passage into the city if you did my favor. I've already been quite generous on my end. I'm not killing you on the spot or arresting you.
3: That wasn't a no. Mm. Will you
0: take the offer or not? You're free to leave, Greckles, to at any time with your lives. If you need direction, I'm certain that we can direct you to one of the tunnels, which will eventually lead you to the surface. But if you want an escort or a guide, you'll have to help the Keepers of the
3: Flame. I'm just going to look, look at everyone else. What do you think? One more job, uh, or not. Fine. <laughs> just all four of them, or I'll just. uh eh. <laughs> Okay, all right. We'll we'll do this, but I want this
2: in writing.
0: Fair enough. She'll call for a scribe of some kind. And when you do receive your agreement in writing, do any of you speak dwarfish uh, or read Dwarvish? Nope. No. I do not. Well, thank goodness you have Eldeth with you. <laughs> yes. She's able to read over the document and assure you that the fair. The the Dwergar are, if anything, law abiding citizens when they sign an agreement they do mean it, so
3: That's kind of why I ask. I will sign my portion of this contract in my own blood.
1: You.
0: Oh oh, okay. Yeah, you guys watch as Eric gives himself a little cut dips a pen into his own blood and signs out his name. Oh, terrible idea. Oh, he's going to be perfect. If all of you sign the papers without his hue, you'll be introduced to a fellow by the name of Hoker. He's a nervous looking dwergar wearing robes of bright red and gold with an emblem of what looks like a dragon's head embroidered on his cowl or that's not the word I'm looking for. It's kind of like a shawl. Okay. He explains to you the issue out of, out of earshot of Erdek Black Skull as he walks you through the city, actually through the gates of the Dark Lake District into the heart of the city, through many chambers and tunnels until you reach a wide open cavern with a large building set next to the entrance to another cavern. He leads you towards this building, which has a large golden flame uh, on the front, all the while explaining that the keepers of the flame are a group of Dvergar tasked with keeping the red dragon uh, happy and working hard to keep the forges alight. The idea is that they let the dragon get to a decent age and then they kill it and replace it with a hatchling, which is much more controllable much more... They're able to... uh, What's
3: the word I'm looking for? Influence it? So, they show us their secret of enslaving dragons, murdering them when they become too old for them to control, and then enslaving a hatchling in return. Exactly. I gotta give you a wisdom save. (laughs) Uh, Okay, okay. I, I, I make like an 18, so... I'm not pulling this place down brick by brick right now.
0: Thank goodness. I should have been explaining this in character voice, but I didn't really come up with one for him.
3: That's fine.
1: He was almost dead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He was almost dead anyway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I want a hatchling.
0: Well, so do we. The problem is, is that the egg we had, Themperchode's successor, was stolen.
1: (gasps) By
0: whom? Well, there are several groups who could have stolen it. We're pretty sure we know which one it is. but There is a group called the Grey Ghosts. They're the only Thieves' Guild in Grackle Stoog. Oh, a bunch of outcasts and nobodies. I don't know what their plan was for this egg, but they have uh, stolen away with it, and now we have a grumpy dragon on our hands.
4: Well, why don't you tell us where you get your eggs at? We could go
0: grab you another one. Um, unfortunately, uh, we don't know where they're coming from. We have them shipped in. But we do have an idea of where the Grey Ghosts may be hiding.
3: Okay. Eric's just gone really, really quiet. You, You said
4: there was a number of groups that might have done this. Anyone was tied to Gregos. Do you suspect perhaps Umberto Zandia and he set something up?
0: I, don't, I don't think that's possible. Fembertod is quite satisfied with his current situation, and uh, we still have some sway over him. We have, we are all psionics, able to control the mind to a limited degree. We keep him pacified enough that he should not have any understanding of what's going on.
3: Excuse me. Where's the save? I'm good.
1: Brittany is going... Actually, Brittany has terrible insight. Is... is can, can I get an insight check on Eric?
0: Sure, yeah. You can see what he's... I feel like... Why he's constantly gripping the hilt of his
1: tightly. Yeah, she's intelligent enough to be like, you know... I bet that someone like Eric would have problems with this, but she's not, like, empathetic enough to immediately make that kind of connection.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, so that's a 17. That's a 16. 16.
0: Yeah, you'll definitely be able to tell that Eric is restraining himself. You, I don't know that you have the empathy to remember why, okay. um, but he certainly seems on the verge any minute now of just tearing this guy's arms off.
1: I'm just going to put a couple fingers on his forearm.
0: I'm okay. Thank you.
4: So again, you mentioned groups, as in plural. So are we looking for someone other than the Grey Ghosts, or is that our only lead at the moment?
0: We're very certain it's the Grey Ghosts. The other group is the Council of Savants, a group of Darrow who are allowed, some say, in government proceedings, but only because they're well-paid kept separate from the other mad little devils.
1: I, she... I heard a rumor that they were working with, what was like the name that they were calling Droki before? I have terrible memory.
0: I think they were just calling him Droki.
1: Oh, okay. So they, they, everyone knew his name then? Or his common knowledge or?
0: No, this is just knowledge among the, the military. Okay. Military and higher up, So these people are aware.
1: Well, okay, so they, they know that the savants were working with Droki?
0: No, they don't. Okay, That's exactly why they wanted you to capture him.
1: Y- okay, I heard a rumor that the savants were working with Droki.
0: Droki, Droki. The one skittering about. Yes. Uh, of course, of course. We're not sure what Droki's up to, but he may have had a hand in this. If he's working with the savants, that does lend some weight to that. I don't think the savants are... Very capable of this, but if you wish to look into them, the building is in the North Cleft District. Nobody knows how to enter, so you'll have to find a a way in. Your other option is to explore the Whirlstone Tunnel. There are a network of tunnels uh, linked to the Darrow's establishments in the West and East Cleft District. None of us are really able to get through there because of the Darrow. Those, I would say, are your two options for searching for for the group responsible.
3: Well, I think it would probably be informative for us to start on the Grey ghost.
1: I agree. As
4: do I. Well, then you'd be best off to the tunnels, then. You might have to be a wee bit
0: more specific. There's a lot of tunnels. I told you it's somewhere in the West Cleft District. We're not aware of its exact location.
1: It's been lovely talking with you. So nice.
0: Best. I'll escort you out. As he leads you out, there is a low growling coming from the talent tunnel next to you as, as the priest leads you out. And a thunderous voice echoes. She says, Gartoker. And you see this dragon emerge from the tunnel. It's clearly a very large red dragon, adult red dragon. He says, You didn't say I was having surfacers for dinner tonight. And chuckles at his own little joke. This, yeah, this dragon looks... Pretty obese. Doesn't look like he has great eating habits. He's kind of waddling along on his four legs. No. <laughs> so the priest turns and says, Outsiders, meet the father of flame, the ever burning, and the fountain, Themberchode, the wormsmith of Gracklestu.
1: An absolute pleasure.
0: The dragon puts a clawed hand to its chest and just. Oh, it's so sweet.
1: Well, you definitely wouldn't want to eat me.
0: Hmm, no, but I do wish to speak to these people alone. And he just clicks his talons against the stone floor.
4: Well, I better do what he said. I mean, did you hear all those titles you
3: just said he had? Yeah, That sounds rather decisive, I would think.
0: The... The reluctant to leave you, but you follow the drag back through the tunnel into his lair, his horde, where he curls up on a huge pile of coins and gems.
1: What a magnificent place you have here.
0: Thank you, thank you. Would you tell me your names?
1: I'm Brittany.
3: My name's Bob. And I am Eric Severin, and in Draconic I will add of blood. He
0: immediately snorts smoke, and for a moment kind of seems surprised, and then nods and gives almost like a deferential head bow to you. So the rest of you just look, you hear Eric growl something, and the dragon kind of ooh, gives a little oh, nod. Oh, I
1: speak Draconic. Oh, you do? Yeah.
0: Well then your message wasn't so subtle there, Eric.
3: Brittany caught on. Page
1: so background, I get lots of languages.
3: Uh Brittany is the last person I am worried about interpreting that message.
0: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I <laughs> I forgot. Anyone invisible in this better get visible and leave or you turn to ash.
1: I will play the castanets as backup.
0: There's a little clicking that echoes through the ch Nobody seems to materialize or anything, so he turns back to you. Listen, I have need of people with your talents, I've heard about you. And I was wondering if you'd be interested in being my eyes and ears in the rest of Gracklestube.
1: Well, we weren't planning to stay very long. But while we're here, I don't see any reason why we couldn't.
0: All right, wonderful. So your first mission is going to be do whatever Keepers of the Flame asked you to do with one caveat. You will report to me first if you find anything.
1: Of course.
3: Hmm. Wonderful.
1: Now go on, go on okay i'll
3: leave chuckle and bow and head
4: out Ah, what a nice guy reminds me of my uncle mostly the
3: physique
1: i can imagine that
3: (laughs) i'm i'm not burning it all down i'm i'm not going to burn it all down
1: you're doing great
3: thank you i appreciate that ah i'm going to need to get so drunk after this like seriously drunk I'm going to need to get Declan trying to do a backflip drunk. I'm going to need to get that drunk.
1: I don't think he was (laughs) drunk for that.
3: (laughs) Oh, God, leave me my little illusions.
1: No, reality is almost as harsh a mistress as I am, and I'll walk ahead.
3: And I'll I'll, I'll give her some snaps and
2: follow along.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
4: We're doing a downright bang-up job making
0: acquaintances in this city. Jim George's gonna sidle up to Declan and say, I'll bet ya, if we learn anything dangerous and come back and dragon he roasts us. I'll take
3: that. I-, I will take some action on that.
4: Anything dangerous? Like, you know, bringing a dragon egg to him and saying, hey, look, they're gonna replace you.
0: Hmm, he might just get angry enough to kill us. You
4: know what? But... Uh, alright then. Leave the egg on in front of his door with a note. Knock and run.
1: Oh, please. And, um, I'm gonna huddle up my party and uh say very quietly with castanets going in the background and hissing going in the background to try and drown out that to everyone else who's not directly listening in this party we are going to tell them if we find the egg that it was broken and the baby dragon side was killed we are going to take the egg and uh raise it as our own
4: Right. Your plan's fantastic, except, uh. Do we have any idea how big this egg's gonna be? Because if it's about the size of a person, we're not gonna be able to take it anywhere.
1: How big are dragon eggs, really?
4: Well, you saw the size of a dragon. Now imagine what comes out of it.
1: He's a wormling. He's grown. You no, know, he was smaller when he was born.
3: Uh, yes.
4: But well, probably not that much.
3: Dragon eggs very inside. There is every possibility it might be something akin to portable when we find it. and taking it away from this place is absolutely a decent plan. I can't say no to that.
1: Indeed. It's a perfect plan. Just like me. Let's go. Sure.
3: Things always seem to work out when I'm involved. God, we're so dead. Okay, I can always burn it all down later. Sure, let's do this. So spirit. Oh, I'm just following Brittany at this point in time. Eric's kind of going on autopilot because he's devoting most of his processing power to not lighting things on fire.
0: Right, knowing that this place embraces slavery in such a base fashion.
3: Uh, Slavery, I'm kind of having to get used to. I don't like it, and I'll break it when I get a chance. That they're enslaving dragons, that, that their society is based around the benefit of enslaving dragons from birth. I might just have to kill everyone here.
0: Oh boy! But red dragon sorcerer does not like red dragons. And-
1: Who knew? Dragon sorcerer.
3: Actually, I'm a gold dragon sorcerer.
0: Oh, gold dragon sorcerer doesn't like red dragons. For-
3: yeah. Dragons are dragons. That at the very least, you got to give the beast its dignity, and that's not what they're doing. Hmm. Wait a second they Why do they need us to look into anything? Can't they read minds and crap?
0: Right, but the location he's mentioned in both of the characters Well, I mean, I guess you guys could reason it out. I don't need to explain everything but are you guys more interested in explaining it a little bit or logic it on your own?
3: Nah, we'll work this out as we go along. Sounds good.
1: Like, I know with the savants they probably couldn't like, they could probably protect themselves from other psionics, and vice versa. Gray ghosts, who knows? We don't really have very much information about them.
3: Well, we're about to. At the very least, we're going to find out what color they burn.
1: Probably, like, gray and black. You a little white.
3: It's the, it's the little variations that, that really tell you a lot about someone. Little shoots of red or blue. <laughs> uh, that occasional very special green or even purple beautiful about the way people burn. Sorry, uh, got lost there for a sec. Oh, it's always good to figure out
4: what goes on deep inside the mind of an associate.
3: I I glance at the spider on Declan's head and go, usually, and then just keep walking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I assume we, rel- with relative ease and swiftness, arrive at our destination, the West
3: Cleft. Yeah,
0: the West Cleft District is the same place you went to. If you tried to, are, are you going to go the same way that you through that, uh, I assume you guys, uh, I, him. I, I'm just going to assume a lot of stuff and get you where you need to be. You guys almost, to get to the Westclath district, you would normally have to go to the gates guarded by Dwergar, but you guys know the secret entrance and follow that in. When you get in, you see that the Darrow are still in a state of kind of semi-violence, so you're going to need to either sneak by or kill a bunch in order to get to anywhere you could look for the tunnels. Oh, I'm great at sneaking. I'm not.
1: Mm, nor am I. I'm I try, I'm gonna a try.
3: When you say a bunch, d- d- define a bunch. Like a score? I'll try and sneak past.
1: Ooh, that is so good. That's a 22 stealth, what up?
3: That's a 30, twenty. Watch Death so
1: and get like a 12.
3: 21.
1: <laughs> Damn. <laughs>
3: nice so the
0: three of you do manage to sneak behind buildings keep yourself from getting noticed or whatever as does jim jar Eldith, however at one point while you're sneaking between buildings trips and falls to the ground with a clatter she looks up at you immediately and just gestures for you to go 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 and she goes the other way from you guys leading a small pack of interested murderous creatures That's all for this episode of Mirth, Sin, and Fire. Our cast is Scott as Eric Severin, Walker as Declan Quinn, and Candace as Brittany. I'm Nick, your DM, signing off until next time.
4: Thanks for listening to me. Uh, line! If
1: you liked that...
4: Oh, right. If you liked that, um... Visit the... Oh, no! Visit, uh... Uh
1: thelayeraction.com